0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily show, I'm your host Kira Mac as always, and delighted you've been able to tune in with us yet again for another show. Now, before we do get into the top four stories trending here in Thailand, don't forget as always to like this video, subscribe to the channel if you already haven't, and hit that notification bell so that YouTube will let you know when the next uh, podcast show live stream is available on the platform. Now, if you like listening to us on a podcast player, there's a link down below in the description where all the available podcast can be found and finally if you like the show if you want to support us here on the show there's a couple ways you can do it and the easiest and most convenient is just to become a channel member here on youtube and you can do that by going down to the description hitting the little uh, link for uh, the youtube channel membership and for 100 baht a month, you'll get a few nice little emojis and more will be added in time. You'll also get a little star beside your name showing that you're a channel member. And you'll get this video the second it's uploaded on the platform. Now, the other way is to buy me a coffee using the link also in the description for buymeacoffee.com. So now that that's all kind of done and dusted, we're going to jump into the... So let's start off with the traffic accident uh, report. Normally we do this every couple of days to give you an idea of the carnage on the road here in Thailand. And well, no different than any other day. So as you can see today, so far at about, it's about six or seven in the evening now, we've had 20 deaths on the road with 1,844 people injured. We had 39 deaths yesterday, by the way, with 2,546 people injured. And we have, for the first 26 days of January, 1,148 people killed on the roads. Now, that's probably more, by the way, because there's a funny way they report these as well. And we've had 64,779 people injured on the roads because of travel ac- accidents. And again, the breakdown is roughly 85% on motorcycles, 15% in cars, and men to women. It's about 75% men. 25% women. So the men can't be trusted out in the roads, I guess. That's kind of what the stats lead to, don't they? But again, for people who are coming to Thailand, people who are already here in Thailand, be careful on the roads. They are not safe and the figures don't lie. So now that that's done, we've brought you that little news. Let's jump into the four stories that we have here in Thailand. And the first one, it's quite an interesting one, this one. Businesses controlled by the Thai military should Return to people. Now, Parliament has agreed to establish a House Standing Committee as proposed by the Move Forward Party to study the possibility of transferring businesses presently controlled by the military to the people. The proposal was made by Bencha Seng Chan, a move forward party list MP, during the parliamentary session yesterday. She said that billions of baht the military earns from its commercial interests, which currently go into the military accounts, should be reassigned to benefit the country. A Novel idea. Without mentioning names, Bencha informed the chamber that several military generals have accumulated personal fortunes of up to eight hundred million baht during their time in the military service. For a long time the public wondered about the generals' sources of money during their time in the military. And this is another interesting fact yes. Now a few days ago a defense ministry spokesman said in an interview that the number of Thai generals has exceeded 2,000 with 700 of them having no clear service assignment. They are, however, being appointed to positions on the boards of state enterprises and public companies, which has earned them huge sums of money. Their service salaries are also a significant cost to the taxpayer, amounting to approximately 425 million baht per month or a minimum of 5.1 billion baht per year. There's some cost savings straight there. Bencha claimed that there are plenty of sources of money and assets controlled by the military, including so-called RetroPresa two or state-owned land. The military controls almost 1.5 million hectares of such land, which is leased out for the construction of accommodation for its personnel. Furthermore, the military has control over 1,500 Petrol stations nationwide, 74 golf courses and other businesses, including radio and television stations, and energy related enterprises, which generate billions of baht in income for the military each year. The public has never been informed about the exact amount of income the military earns from such businesses. It is time to start studying the accounts and find ways to reassign the income to the country. Therefore, my party proposes the setting up of a House standing committee to study these matters, she noted. So, obviously, a lot of sense being spoken by this lady, this MP here in Parliament here in Thailand. You can see why the military definitely didn't want their party to get into government because they're certainly looking at all the different things that seem to be going on in this country and the complete, well, let's call it waste of taxpayer money. By the way, did you know there's only about 2 to 3 million taxpayers in this country? That's actually the figure. I think it's, I think it's about 2 million actual taxpayers in this country out of a population of nearly 66 million. So 2 million people or so are basically funding all these guys and they're having a great time with it. They've accumulated hordes of money. And there's no real reason for a lot of these generals to be even in power, power, to have a rank. What are they doing when they say there's 700 that have no assignment? What exactly are they doing apart from picking up a nice check at the end of each month and being put on state agencies and overseeing things that they really have nothing to do with? But this is Thailand at the moment. and uh, As I said, you can obviously see why uh, there are so many people against the move Forward party, and particularly the Senate was the Senate was the issue with trying to vote for PETA. They couldn't get any votes for him to become prime minister, all military men appointed by the junta. And of course, yes, you can see. And I think you can make a connection to the dots and we don't need to go much further into that maybe as to why, you know. But nevertheless, we'll move on to the next story. Now, the next story is another one, interesting one. And Peter Lim Jenerat, he's back in the news. And we're going to be hearing a lot more about him because the media like covering him and people like hearing from him because he talks sense. Now, Peter warns, Phuket may become a garbage hell if not addressed. Now, a lot of people would say, now, it might already be there. But uh, taken to the floor, floor of Parliament for the first time in six months, Move Forward Party List MP Peter Lim Janarat talked about. The garbage problems in Phuket and Samut Prakan provinces with a stern warning that Phuket could be renamed one day by tourists as a haven full of garbage if the problem cannot be solved quickly and effectively. The former move forward party leader said he spent quite some time during his hiatus from parliament studying the garbage problems in the two provinces and met with locals to listen to their views. He said that the landfills in Prakasi, my sub-district of Prakan and the one in Phuket, have the same problem. They cannot handle the sheer quantity of trash which arrives each day, leaving it to pile up and become a threat to health and a fire risk. Now in Phuket, he said about 800 tons of garbage is generated every day, but only 700 tons are incinerated, leaving 100 tons in the landfill. The resort island earns about 200 billion baht from tourism and tourism related businesses each year. And the combined budget of over 10 local administrative organisations is only about 600 million baht. To address the garbage problem, he proposed that the budget for garbage disposal be increased substantially and that the amount of garbage must be addressed at its source, which would mean less garbage being generated and more being recycled. He also proposed decentralization of authority from the Interior Ministry and the Ministry of Natural Resources and Environment to the local administrative organization so they can more effectively manage the disposal. So again, common sense. It would be interesting. I think one of the things here, when they talk about the sheer amount of garbage being produced in Phuket, where do you think a lot of this garbage comes from? And I, without having figures, right, without... 100% knowing, you'd have to consider that an awful lot must be coming from hotels on the island. You know, I mean, there's well over, if you look in TripAdvisor, 1,500 registered hotels on the island, possibly more. How much garbage are they generating on a day to day basis? And, you know, if there's an issue with incineration, maybe Phuket needs to start looking at having it another. I don't know if they actually have an incinerator or it's shipped somewhere else. It may be shipped to Krabi, but. I'm not 100% sure on that either, but it may be a thing that maybe a higher tax on these businesses to uh, pay for the incineration, pay for the disposal of this garbage is well needed. Also, a lot more recycling needs to be done in Phuket. I believe only a fraction of what maybe even said is being done. One of the things you learn here when you work for a while that a lot of stuff they say happens, doesn't really happen. So they say it's recycled, but it's not really. They might be separated, but it all ends up going back into the same pile of crap at the end of the day after the recycling, if you kind of understand where I'm coming with that. So I do think there should be a focus on the businesses generating the most amount of garbage and possibly taxing them higher amounts. you know, if you're not recycling, if you're not doing your best to reduce the amount of garbage you're using, then maybe you should have to start paying more to dispose of it. That might be a way to persuade businesses to do a bit better. But I'd love to know what you think about it. And I think he makes a very good point that, you know, I think Phuket has always had an issue with this. And maybe it's something that needs to be looked at in the future. We'll we'll move along to the next story. And Actually, I didn't see this in the, any of the English uh, news, but uh, we have it on one of the Thai channels. So a crackdown on Chinese massage parlour involved in human trafficking. And yet again, a it always seems to be a Chinese massage parlour. In recent, in a recent operation, Thai police authorities, acting on orders from the Commissioner of the Bangkok Metropolitan Police, conducted a joint operation with relevant agencies in the Huiaquang district. The target was a massage parlour named The Office, situated in the Huiaquang area, of bangkok suspected of involved being involved in illicit activities the operation resulted in the arrest of 43 individuals preliminary investigation revealed charges related to human trafficking within the vicinity a total of 36 Suspects were implicated for engaging in the sex trade with 9 Thai nationals, 16 Chinese nationals and 12 Vietnamese nationals. Additionally, charges were brought against 6 individuals including 5 Thai nationals and 1 Chinese national who were identified as owners, managers or controllers of the establishment. Now, during the operation, it was discovered that the Chinese and Vietnamese women were being introduced into the Thai sex industry. The investigation uncovered connections to Chinese capital, prompting the authorities to take swift action. Lieutenant General uh, Tidaret emphasized that further inquiries are needed to determine the ultimate owner of the establishment. Currently, information regarding the apprehended suspect is not disclosed. Now, regarding the legal proceedings, the investigation team has gathered evidence about the 37 individuals charged with solicitation and is preparing to file formal charges at the Northern Bangkok District Court. The six suspects involved in organizing the trafficking are also set to be sent to the criminal court. Department of Immigration reported that if the court issues bail or fines for the suspect, they will be released. However, for foreign suspect, if their visas are revoked, they will be processed through the immigration office for further evaluation. If the visas are successfully revoked, the suspect will be deported at their own expense. Those unable to cover the expenses will be held in detention until they can arrange their return to their home country. So a couple of real bad issues in this. So firstly, there is the um, idea that the Chinese national and Vietnamese women have been actually trafficked, sex trafficked. And uh, these are people then that need to be protected, not deported back to the country. And you can see Thailand has a long way to go when it comes to dealing with um, people who are in bad situations. And I think it's one thing to know that a lot of people who are, are trafficked to this country don't do it out of necessity they do it because they have to or they're forced to and this happens all around the world but i guess when you come across something like this instead of basically saying that if you're going to if your visas are revoked we're going to deport you back to where you came from and if you can't pay for that you'll just sit in a jail and rot until you can i don't think that's doing the best for the women that have been trafficked here to thailand to engage in the sex trade and surely there should be something better for these women than this kind of treatment from the immigration department and that's kind of where i stand on that now uh, the whole story they're talking about these gray businesses and that's a kind of a, an easy way to say chinese-run businesses here in thailand they do exist they're in a lot of places and they have issues cracking down places like this that normally get busted are because they haven't greased the right palms you know or they've been doing it for a while and then they've got a bit cocky and finally, somebody's dubbed them in completely and a raid suddenly has to be done and they have to be shut down. It's rather unfortunate as it comes to that. But in this note, it's good to know that the, the women have been somewhat rescued to a certain extent, but then their faith and where they're going to be sent to and how is still very much unknown. Um, hopefully there's some organizations that can step in to help people like this rather than just deport them or lock them up which I think is the wrong way to treat anybody that's caught in a situation like this and we'll finally move along to the well the last story of the day another quality tourist hits Phuket German man wanted for theft of 86,000 baht from Patong Hotel Patong police are hunting for a German man caught on CCTV stealing envelopes containing 86,000 baht from a hotel kiosk counter. Police were alerted to the theft when Naranut Tong, 24 from Si Tamara filed a complaint on behalf of the Noble House Hotel. Mr Naranut explained that he opened the drawer of the hotel front desk to find several envelopes missing. He checked CCTV and saw a foreigner he did not recognize behind the counter at about 3 a.m. that day, the foreign man, now identified as Mohamed Yassin Zaru, 21, from Dusseldorf, sifted through envelopes kept in the drawer and then removed several of them. Oddly, while behind the counter, Zaru at one time stared straight into the CCTV camera behind the desk. Mr. Naranut reported that the envelope stolen contained an estimated 86,000 baht cash. Investigation by the Patong, police confirmed that Zaru had rented a Yamaha Yamaha MX motorbike Thursday last week and failed to return it the next day. Unable to contact Zaru, the woman who rented the motorbike to him, Pasami Yadav, 61, reported the motorbike missing to Patang police. However, Miss Pasami was later able to contact Zaru, who told her the motorbike was damaged in an accident. Zaru presented Miss Pasami with the money to pay for repairs yesterday, that the money stolen from the Noble House Hotel was used to pay her and are continuing their search for him so another story of a quality tourist he damaged the bike he had no money to pay for it so what did he do he found a hotel that had a load of money in it nicked it and gave it to her uh, i mean i was going to say you can't make this up but this is just unbelievable i mean the I've noticed in the past few weeks, there are more and more stories about foreigners in Phuket committing crime after crime. And there seems to be just a really kind of low-life foreigner tourist entering Thailand at the moment. Of course, we all remember during the COVID uh, pandemic, the great talk from the government and Prayut and everybody was that, come the gates open and we get back to normal, it'll be quality over quantity. And that is all gone now. We're back to the uh, some of the lowest life tourists entering the company country and you know causing absolute carnage while they're here another story in patty about a foreigner in the in the car with the tiger by the way that was a rented car to we'll get back to you he didn't actually own it he had rented it and there's another foreigner again with another tiger um today there's another report about it so i don't know what it is about foreigners wanting to have tigers or lions with them <coughs> but it seems to be the case. Nevertheless, they are the four stories from today. As always, I'd love to know your comments about what you think about these stories, where do you see things in relation to Thailand and these stories, and all those comments down below in the comments section. But that's it for tonight. Have a great, great day. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you on Sunday when we'll be doing a live stream. And Sunday's gonna be not more a new show, but more a, a kind of a Sunday chat and we'll see you on Sunday for that chat. So take care, thanks again, and have a great day. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack, You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show and we will see you next time.